When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to The Drive. I am Dale Lolly. He is the Matt Williamson. And it is a Wednesday here in Pittsburgh, but it's a Wednesday with a game Thursday. Yeah, it's a Steeler game eve week on a Wednesday. Four, yeah, week yep. 14 will be upon us. Uh, Matt, how about this little, these little nuggets from, from the league here today? Mm-hmm. So this will be the first game between the Steelers and the Patriots in which one of them have had at least five losses. That's amazing. Since when, did you say? Since week 16 of 1995. I mean, that's just how successful these teams have been. It could be the AFC Championship game. Which they've done that a couple done times. Too. Right, right. I mean, it's not even like since December 6th. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's amazing. It's also the first time that these teams have met, and one of them had double-digit losses. Uh, that was back in week 14 of 1993. That was 30 years ago. Exactly. Wow, that's even... Exactly 30 years ago. Oh, yeah, ago. I guess so. Uh, the and, and the Patriots were one and ten under Bill Parcells. I mean, that's like uh, the Brady era. I mean, yeah, way the Steelers were six and five under Bill Cowher. Crazy, crazy. I mean, it, it's. I think everyone understands the dominance and the unbelievable run the 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 Patriots had for really two Brady eras mixed into one. But the Steelers were second. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of thirty-two teams in terms of that era, how good they were. They were second. I mean, that's pretty darn impressive. I remember you know? writing that after the Steelers lost to in the in the 2004 AFC Championship uh, to the Patriots. That you know now maybe Steeler fans can appreciate what Raiders fans felt like. Yeah, in absolutely. The 70s. Yeah, absolutely. I you're mean, this, you're maybe you might be the second best team in the league mm-hmm. in that period. I mean, you're the second best team of the decade. Yeah, the Raiders were probably. Yeah, you know, right. And it's just that's the way it goes. I mean, it, it's. Only one team gets to win the championship each mm-hmm. year. Like I don't know enough about basketball, but like Ewing's Knicks, eh, that's nice. But you're in the East with Jordan. You're like yeah. you came in the league like the same year or whatever, but give or take. And best of luck, you know. I mean, when there's a dominant, and you wonder, will Mahomes kind of be sort of that guy? You know, like it's a bit of a tangent, but I I love this conversation because everyone loves Josh Allen. You think Josh Allen's going to win a Super Bowl? Yeah, sure. You think Joe Burrow's going to win a Super Bowl? Yeah, I bet he does. How about Lamar? How about Herbert? How about Lawrence? How about Stroud? The answer is no to whatever, most of them. Yeah. Right? They're all in the AFC. Well, and for the a long time, mostly if, no. If you remember, there was that stretch there that in the AFC, the only quarterbacks that went to the Super Bowl were Brady. Roethlisberger, Brady, and Manning, and then you threw in one Joe Flacco. Flacco went once. Yeah. Right, right, right. Exactly. That was like a, over a decade. That was a long <laughs> stretch. Well over a decade, I think. Right. I mean... Boy, why didn't Ben have more Super Bowls? Because Brady has them all. <laughs> it's hard when he's got the ones he didn't win. Manning two won, handfuls you know? of them, right? Right, exactly. So that's that's the thing. I mean, I love that AFC conversation. It's like I love all these young quarterbacks. Oh yeah, Josh Allen's going to win a Super Bowl. Oh sure. You think Mahomes is not going? Is he done? Saying about you know? The, you know that about the, oh Dan Marino? He'll win a Super Bowl. Of course, you know, I, I remember that vividly. He went as a rookie or a second year or whatever. Oh, he'll be back. I mean, Joe battled it out. He lost. He'll go back tons. He's yeah. fine. Same with John. Done. John Elway didn't win one of his, what, first 10 seasons? Right. 
Right, right. I you mean, know, until you start running the ball and he wasn't the focal point of the team and he's getting to be an older guy. And right. So it's not it's not easy to, to do this. And and so, you know, it always strikes me. Rodgers has one. Breeze has one. One. I mean, they have great careers. That's some of the other stuff. That's, the, the league actually kind of has had some interesting stuff here. See, I didn't even in, thought of that angle, package. like with stat stuff, was just the greatness of these two teams over the last, you know, since Brady, basically. So the Patriots have been to... 11 Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. 11. Now, not all those... Well, there's only one with, like, Eason versus 85 yeah. Bears. So it's 10 under... 10 under, and one yeah. one stint. You know, Belichick. So here's the highest career percentage or winning percentage with a single corner quarterback for head coaches. Okay. So it's like Shulin Marino, Bradshaw and Noel yeah. or whatever. Okay. Or how many of, how, percentage of your career wins that came with a, a, a single quarterback, I should say. That's what okay. this is. Okay, so these are coach... For Century. quarterbacks with, or for for uh, head coaches who have at least a hundred wins. Okay. So How many of your wins came with that particular quarterback? Okay, I bet Andy Reid's not as high as you think. No, he's got a right. ton from the Eagles. Okay, yeah. The leader of that thought. is Sean Payton. Sean Payton won eighty five point four percent of the games in his career that he's won were with Drew Brees. Well, it's. I would never have guessed him in a million years, but that 100% adds up yeah. because he's not doing well with Denver, and he spent a massive amount of time with Peyton or with Breeze. Tomlin is second at 80% with Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. Belichick is third. 73% of his wins came with Tom Brady as quarterback. I would have thought he'd been a distant one, but I guess you he have— co- He's coached before that. Yeah, and, after. and since, yeah. right. I mean, there's uh, more of a time to do Hank that. Hank Stram won 70.2% of his games with Len Dawson, and Marv Levy won 69.2% of his games with Jim Kelly. Okay. Since, interesting, yeah. Since those guys haven't had, since Belichick and Tomlin haven't had the future Hall of Fame quarterback, mm-hmm. I know Tomlin gets a ton of—he well, only won because of Ben. Of course. His, he is— 34-28-1 in his career in games not started by Ben Roethlisberger. There's some ducks in there. There's yeah, some duck hodges. Right, yeah. right, right. They're not all first-round picks. Dennis Dixon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Belichick in his career without Tom Brady, 81-98. and 98. Yeah, that doesn't shock me. I mean, so the Brown stuff is ancient history and nobody was paying attention at the time. But a lot of people will tell you, and a lot of the people that were Browns people when I was around and stuff would tell you that Belichick was just starting to get things right with the Browns. And they were, not that they would have become a powerhouse two-decade-long champion, but, like, from what I've, second, third-hand information was he was in over his head in a bad situation, and then he was starting to get things on the right path, and ownership pulled the plug probably before they should have. So he may have just been hitting his stride as a head coach in stop number two with all the stuff he learned and then stumbles into Brady and then Brady has two Hall of Fame careers in a New England uniform, which is unbelievable, you know, so pretty crazy. And then clearly things have gone really crappy since Brady's left. Yeah. Really uh, I mean, horribly, that's part of it too. Horribly yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, just horribly bad. Like horribly bad. I mean, this year is epitomizing it. Last year was ugly too. Yeah. You know? Uh, the two and ten record this season, the worst start of Bill Belichick's uh, career as a head coach. Eleven losses would tie the most in a season in his career. That happened in two thousand and nineteen ninety five. Both of those seasons, hmm. it would be the lowest winning percentage by a head coach with a team that he had previously won a Super Bowl with. 
uh, passing Tom Landry, who went two, three and thirteen in 1988. Uh, he has the worst record yeah. overall. So if, if Belichick continues down this road, um, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, you think? I mean, there's 55. I mean, there's not that many, but there's been that many Super Bowl wins, or more than that. I forget what number we're on, but under 60, between 55 and 60. You would think somebody gets hurt bad the next year, and all of a sudden you're picking first overall. You know, like, again, I'm talking NBA out my butt that I don't know, but David Robinson gets hurt, and we end up with Tim Duncan, you know, even though they were an awesome team, or Peyton Manning's out for a year, we get Andrew Luck. You know, I mean, you would think that happens numerous times in history. And it just doesn't for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why, you know, when, when people are talking about Mike Tomlin, he's lost his fastball. This ain't Belichick bad. Mm-mm. This is not – take a good, strong look at this team coming in here on Thursday night, folks. Right, right. And tell me and tell me the Steelers are that. No, it's not even close. It's not even close. I mean, the record shows it. The standings in the AFC show it. I mean, the Steelers are favored in this game. You know, I mean, by six. By six in a game that might not get the twenty points total. I mean, yeah, like the over under is thirty, and they're favored by six. So that's an implied total of Steelers win eighteen twelve because it adds up to thirty to six point spread. I mean, that's the implied total. I read that today. I wouldn't have figured it out on my own. <laughs> Could be could be seventeen. No, it couldn't be seventeen thirteen. Huh? You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I read it in a book. In a book, right? It wasn't me. Somewhere on that internet. But yeah, you're right. I mean, could the Steelers end up in that situation two years from now? Sure, any team could. Any I mean, team I can. I think that's the that's actually the the lesson here is if the pay, the Patriots can fall that mightily, so can the Chiefs, so can the Bills, so can the Steelers. You know I mean, so could anybody. Yeah, and, and this is you know to me when when people make the argument, well, just blow it up. There's no guarantee you're going to be able to get it back. That's a big thing too. You know, yeah, I mean, you, you got to be able to keep something. You know, there was there was talk. I think last <laughs> offseason, you know, it's time to trade Cam Hayward. No, no, right? No, you don't trade those guys. No, somebody's got to be able to teach the next generation. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I mean, I, I could see it. A, a whole different story is, I don't know, trade X player in his prime because you can get a ton for him. But a dude that's a little older like Hayward that is such a stalwart leader, the voice of a, other generations before him, that's exactly who you want. Yeah, Who's, who's that <laughs> right. guy on the Patriots roster right now? That's a good question. I, I'm trying who's to think there, of somebody defensively, I mean, but they're is, pretty is young defensively. Andrews on the line or, you know? I don't even wouldn't say that, no. I, I think they're hurting for those guys. I think for a lot of years, Belichick did do some of that where he wrote, you know, oh, we, we'll just get the next guy. Because you always have Brady. Mm-hmm. You always have Brady, right. And he was, he, he, he was always the, okay, the, all Tom says we do this, we do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, Tom took less money, so other players wouldn't go to the, the organization and say, well, I won $20 million a year. I'm like, well, Brady's making 18 I can't give you more than Tom. Right. Eh, now I get it. Okay, fair enough, I'll take 17 or whatever it is. And then the other thing back then, too, that was obvious was Chris Long, Corey Dillon. I can name 50 They all of wanted them. to go there. I, I want to go yeah. there. You know, I'll take less. I'm at the end of my career. I don't I don't want to play every snap, but can I go play 50% of the snaps, bring leadership into the building? And maybe win outside. a Super Bowl. And maybe win a Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Now it's the opposite. Yeah. So, I, I don't – I mean, again, I – you know, the Cam Haywards of the world would want to go there. Yeah. You know, like, I'll go finish my career there if things were going sour here. You can know? the Steelers lose this football game? Absolutely. You can For lose sure. to anybody in the NFL. We have recent <laughs> evidence of that. We have recent evidence. But Matt and I don't set the, the the lines for these games. No. 
No. I think the Steelers are going to win. I think they're the better team. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points. It's a 30-point spread or over-under. I maybe would be shocked if it got that high unless there's, you know, punt return for a touchdown, pick six, which those things can happen, By the way, it could be 20 to 10. 20 to 10. You said 18-12. It could also be 20 to 10. No, but the implied total with a six-point spread. Oh, well, you're saying to hit the spread. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's what Vegas thinks the score would be. They're not saying it is, but that's the implied total. So there's Again, good, were, they, were we talking, uh, what would that be, 12 field goals in this game? That's <laughs> a lot of field goals. <laughs> Actually, six, six and th- nine field goals. Yeah, or some no, missed four. extra points. Or, Actually, what would that be, ten, fi- ten field goals? Ten field goals. That'd ten be fun. Goals. Yeah. Ten field goals. I, I should be able to divide that, 30 by th- That one's not three. so hard, yeah. <laughs> I, I was I, I was going 18 divided by three, and then I got to remember six, and then 12 divided by four, you know, right. So, yeah, I mean – I don't know. I, the, the two organizations are in very. I think the bottom line is, despite what some people are thinking these last day or two, I think these organizations are in very different places right I now. I would agree with that. Yes, yeah. I, I mean, mean the, they are downtrodden right now. The Patriots took their swing in the quarterback market mm-hmm. three years ago. Yeah, and are now ready to move on. Yeah, could that happen to the Steelers a Absolutely. year later? Yeah. Absolutely. They're both mid first round picks. They're not. Don't destroy the franchise if you miss on them. You can move on, especially if you have a better supporting cast than what you know the Patriots have right now. They're not just insert first round quarterback no, here and no. it's all fixed. You know, yeah. even if it's Stroud level rookie year, I can't imagine next year at this time we're like, wow, they're ten win team. The difference here between the two teams is that I think the Steelers have set themselves up better at the backup position. We're going to see yeah, both backup yeah, yeah, quarterbacks yeah. this week. I agree. I agree. One guy is a, is a, one is a guy who started fifty five career games, mm-hmm. has been to a Pro Bowl, has won some games. But you gave some money. You went out of yeah. your way to go get in free agency two years ago. One's a seventh round pick that's had some moments. Not many. Not many. Yeah. Right. I mean, last year everyone was super excited about Zappy's the next Brady. Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. That seems like forever ago. <laughs> that seems like forever. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so. I mean, we'll, we're not saying we know who's going to win. I'm just saying the Steelers are in a lot better shape as an organization right now than the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, they, the, the I, game I can go any which way. I think it's inarguable. I think it's inarguable. I mean, there's not many positions I would switch with them. I wouldn't change cap space. I'll trade, I mean, I'd rather have their first-round pick than the Steelers' first-round pick, you know, obviously, but that's not what we're talking about here. Um, I'd rather pick it than Mac Jones right now. I'd rather the Steelers' quarterback room than theirs. Rather T.J. Watt than anybody on their team, you know things like that. Yeah, so uh, you know it, we tell you what we think mm-hmm. is going to happen on this show. We don't tell you, uh, you know, this is these are not full guarantees. Oh, this is no, there's not a crystal ball. Sitting don't here get at, you us, know right. the, people were angry at us last week. Well, uh, you, you you said the Steelers were going to beat the Cardinals. Yeah, us and everybody else. If yeah. you looked at what the betting public said on that game, it was like eighty percent of the money was going on Pittsburgh. Exactly right, and. I pick games on a podcast every Friday for the last 20 years. I don't get them all right. Nobody does. If we <laughs> did know? that, we wouldn't be doing this. I'd be ha- I'm not <laughs> sure if I get 50% right. I mean, please don't go betting all your mortgage and everything in your house saying, boy, those two things are going to win, and then get mad at me if you don't. I mean, it's not up to me. Not yeah, to you guys. We don't, we don't right. have anything to do with it. Right. But I'm psyched for the game. I'm kind of psyched to get the taste of the Cardinals loss out of the mouth. I mean, now it could be a long 10 days if Thursday goes – sideways on you but we'll see i'll be shocked if it does i mean i think a proud organization like the steelers it's more talented than the proud patriot organization 
There won't be any taking lightly or any of that kind of stuff at all. You know, I mean, they were embarrassed this past week. Now they're on national TV. They're going to bring a better product, I think. I, I, I mean, I think the whole taking lightly thing is, mm-hmm. you know, one or two guys say that. In, one guy says it in a locker room. Yeah. And everyone goes crazy. And then everybody, everybody else jumps. Well, and then all the questions after that are, do you think you took them lightly? And then you get maybe one or other two guys that say, "Yeah, maybe we did." And then you run with that, and right. that's that becomes fire the everybody, narrative. burn the place down. That becomes right. a narrative. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's true. They, it was more the mistakes that they made. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, they were. I think they had a better yards per play. I mean, they were moving the football. They were stopping them. I mean, it wasn't like they were getting pushed all over the field. They weren't the inferior physical team in that game. They just made too many mistakes. Too many mistakes. Like, you know, the, right. the fumble, the you know, the, the penalties. Fifteen of them. Yeah. You know, you just you just gave them some things that you couldn't overcome because you're not that kind of team. Not that kind of team. Right. At no point this season have we said either of us said that the Steelers are one of the top, you know, four or five teams in the league. Mm. It's not happened. Right. Right. And, and to be honest, I the Cardinals were the better team on Sunday. There's no doubt about that in my mind. If they were the opponent this upcoming week, I would pick the Steelers. Yeah. I, I just would. You know, I don't think that's going to happen again. I mean, games are random. You have some of those. You have Kansas City going into Green Bay and losing. You have mm-hmm. Jacksonville losing at home on its first Monday night game in 11 years. Mm-hmm. These are all very to recent Cincinnati, developments. To, yeah, yeah, to Cincinnati, which, I mean, again, the Steelers just beat Green Bay. Mm-hmm. The Steelers just beat Cincinnati last week and held Jake Browning to 10 points. Same quarterback. Same yeah. quarterback. Yeah. Love, too, who's starting to play really, Love. really well. Right, yeah, right, same yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, so this happens to – not only did the Cardinals beat or, uh, the Cardinals beat the Cowboys earlier this year, mm-hmm. Philadelphia's other loss this season, in addition to the one against San Francisco, came to the Jets. Right, <laughs> right, right. So in that terms was their of, one loss going into that yeah. game last week. So was the Steelers' <laughs> loss a bad one? Yes, of course. <laughs> but they happened to every team in the league. Right. But they lost the 30th team in most power ranks beat the 11th team. Cleveland. Wasn't the 32nd beating the first. Cleveland beat San Francisco with P.J. Walker at quarterback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, these, in terms of the biggest or worst losses in the league in 2023, that won't be a top 10. No. Not even close. I mean, no. these are double-digit dogs that are came back and won. What if Houston, That's what the league is. What the if Houston somehow doesn't make the playoffs? Is everybody in Houston negative? Well, if they hadn't lost that game to Carolina. Yeah, right, right. We're a know? playoff team if we can't beat the worst team in the league. The worst team in the league. It's their yeah. only win this season. Yeah. And Eagles-Jets is a great example. I mean, that's maybe the Super Bowl champ against a team that should be picking in, like, the top five. Yeah, I mean, it's it a team be. that was We're, number one in everybody's power mm-hmm. rankings for about the last month and a half. It, it does still kind of boggle my mind that people lose their mind that over a 17-game series, there's an upset win or loss. You know, like, what if the Steelers beat the Chiefs or whoever's number one, or the Niners in week one? It would be like, man, I can't believe they got that win. But there's the other side of it, too. In Steeler world, it's always, oh, we lost to a terrible team. We always play down to our opponents. Well, there's been many times in history where you're not a top 10 team or maybe not a top 20 team that you got wins that you, quote, shouldn't have. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? You know, no, it but works the other way, too. I thought Mike DeCourcy, who who writes for the Sporting News, did a, a, a very good piece today. Can, I would urge you to go check that out. Mm-hmm. Where he said, so many times Steeler fans only focus on the losses. Yeah. 
Like it's their God-given right. Instead of focusing on you know what your team is doing well or what they've done well, they're seven and five right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, seven and five. They're They're not two and ten. Team right now. Yeah, right. They're still in the five spot. How about focusing on that instead of focusing on the losses? I get it. That was a terrible loss. It was a terrible loss. No one's saying it isn't. But I I don't know. You 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 beat the Ravens in your only meeting this year. You split with the Browns. Mm You know, uh, these are times are good, guys. I you mean, you right. beat the Bengals in your only meeting this year. You you've got a winning record in the AFC North. Shouldn't that matter to Steelers? I mean, you want to go out there and, and and talk to these other fans from these teams? Well, you got a winning record in the AFC North, and some of these other programs don't. Yeah, and you're set up pretty well going forward. You know, to get into the playoffs. So, real quick, just to kind of sum it up. I mean, the way I see it is, I have immense respect for Steeler fans. I grew up a fan that was unbelievably passionate. I love this fan base. And I think that they're a really, really good group. But I think what we try to provide is just perspective. You know, like there's 31 other teams, you know, so many times I'm asked, you know, Steelers offensive line, the worst in the league, you know, like, let me show you 10 others. You know what I mean? I'm just using that as an example. Like this, some perspective doesn't mean we're, on anyone's side or anything like that. It's just, here's some perspective on it all. It's not as bad as you think. It's probably not as good as you think at times either, you know? The Steelers' offense this year has not been good. No, no. There's no way around The that. one we're going to see tomorrow night is worse. It's worse. And it's in a worse state as we speak. Yeah. Too. I mean, they're, they're best players out. I mean, they're slow. I mean, quarterback problems. I mean, they have a lot of issues. There's always, Steelers should you know, take advantage of that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's never... I, 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 I just... You know, again... Trying to provide that perspective, mm-hmm. um, you may not like it. That's fine. That's if, if we're not your cup of tea, I get it. So be it, right? Um, but, but a lot of people are enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, we're going to get to a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. I am Dale Lolly. He is the Matt Williamson. And Matt, you have the uh, final injury report here from oh, both good. teams. For the Patriots, uh, wide receiver Kayshawn Boutte is out. Wide receiver Demario Douglas is out. Yeah, I figured. That's a big line. That's big for them. That's they could really them. use him. Offensive lineman Riley Reef is out. I don't think he played last week either. Yeah. Okay. Uh, running back Ramondre Stevenson is out. That's a huge one. That's huge. And cornerback Sean Wade is out. Okay. So, not that Riley Reeves great, but they've gone through a lot of offensive linemen yeah. this year, just shuffling and injuries, et cetera. Um, he's at least, at least a veteran guy. That's, yeah, he's been a guard or right tackle. I yeah. mean, he's been around the block at least. Their line's not horrible. It's not great. Um, Douglas was one. I didn't think. I, I think we both thought Douglas and Stevenson wouldn't play, but their offense would look a little different with those guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean those guys are playmakers. Uh, the guys who are questionable, Christian Barmore. He really good player. Keep limited all week long yeah. with a shoulder issue. Uh, offensive tackle, their left tackle, Trent Brown, uh, was limited all week long with ankle and hand uh, issues. He is questionable. Devontae Parker with a knee was limited all week long. He is questionable. Zappy and, throws his way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. And Juju Smith-Schuster limited as well. Okay. I mean, they can't afford any weapons to be down, but uh, – Again, Parker seems to be clearly Zappi's favorite guy. Gasecki's really falling out of favor. Juju's not getting much attention. Henry doesn't get a lot in the passing game. So it's also not a high-volume passing game. Yeah. On the Steelers' side of things, 
out is Kenny Pickett mm-hmm. and cornerback James Pierre. Hmm. I didn't realize Pierre's was quite that serious. But yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I think they maybe just wanted the roster spot too for somebody else. Maybe Rush gets a hat or yeah. yeah right. Well, I mean, you, you got some maybe you want to bring Montrevious Adams back, mm-hmm. so he's okay. We got because this is that kind of game. It is that kind of game. I think they're going to see a lot of heavy defensive personnel, which yeah. is good. Uh, questionable, Najee Harris. He did not participate again today. Yeah, I, I'd I saw be that kind one. of surprised if he doesn't play though. Mm-hmm. He's, not, he's yet to he's not missed a game. Yeah. Um, much. Uh, Landon Roberts is questionable. He was limited in practice again today. It's better than we thought, though. Yeah. Uh, Mason Cole uh, was limited again today. He's questionable. Isaac Sayamalu, after taking a limited practice yesterday, did not practice today. He is questionable. Okay. Interesting. So All, all think, those you can overcome, though. Yeah, Harris is probably a game-time decision kind of thing. I think this is more of a throwing game, though. Do you think? I think they're going to have to throw a little bit in this game. You're going to have to let. I mean, running against the seams really hard. It's hard. It's I mean, hard to it do. Really, it really is. They're, they're, it's it's been hard all year. It's been harder than ever lately. I mean, Austin Eckler had like six yards or something. He yeah, might I mean, be he, shot though. Oh, I think he is. I, I think he is. But as a team, would they have like twenty six? And is in general, they've been stuffing the run in a big way. I wouldn't mind nothing against Najee, but I wouldn't mind seeing Warren start to finish as the dude, you know, just see how yeah. he looks, mix in some McFarland. I mean, you could get away with it. I will say this. Their EPA for their defense against the pass, they're 29th. I'd say it's not great. They're yeah. low in sack rate. Um, their corners are okay, yeah. you know. They're, but, right. they're first in, every, you know, EPA rush defense, mm-hmm. uh, 29th in EPA pass defense. So you might, be, you might want to attack yeah, them maybe. a little bit through the air and then try to run the football. Yeah, no, that's a good call. That's a good call. I mean, I still like Pickens and Johnson against their corners. Yeah, I think you should be able to protect reasonably well. I don't think that's asking too much of Trubisky. You know, no, you know just I mean? been around the block. Yeah, right? he's he played against them last year. And yeah. He understands what they're going to try to do to him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, looking at their roster, let, let's just roll down through this because I, I guarantee you these are not a bunch of household names. No, they're not for Steeler fans. And some of the dudes are better than people realize. You know, that's just kind of yeah. how they are. Uh, at wide receiver, and we'll take out the guys who aren't going to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devontae Parker, Tyquan Thornton, Jalen Rager, Juju Smith-Schuster, Matthew, Matthew Slater, and Ty Montgomery. He's a special teamer. And Ty Montgomery doesn't factor into their passing game either. So it's really no. it's those four guys, Devontae Parker, Tyquan Thornton, Jalen Rager, Juju Smith-Schuster. Might be four guys who couldn't beat me in a race. Yeah. So, well, Thornton what's his would, Thornton's Thornton, a burner. Thornton would do it. Yeah, Thornton's he, a burner. I have better hands than him. Yeah. <laughs> he was drafted two two rounds earlier than he should have. He's kind of a slighter guy. I mean, Parker's always been a contested catch guy, and he's been good at it, but now he's getting up in age. He's got a knee issue. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is one of the problems I have with Belichick and this team. Like, they extended him not long ago. Yeah. Like, gave him, gave him he doubled down money. on it. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean... It's, I mean, it's, you're, you're you're saying you're happy with him as your number one re- receiver. He's like Allen Robinson. Yeah, is he any? You know I was just going to say, is he any different than Allen Robinson? No, he just lines up on the outside instead of the inside. I mean, he's a physical dude that doesn't run great. Um, yeah, I mean, he wouldn't play much here. Yeah, Juju's not Juju's what you the guys same remember. thing. Yeah. Right, he was never a good separator. The, so I saw this in the stat package. Yeah. Juju is seeing the majority of his, of his snaps are coming playing on the outside. Yeah, I knew he's only that, seen like thirty percent of his snaps in a slot because they they're never they never run three receivers. Because receiver they're sets. on three receivers, yeah. that's the thing. So last week when they were in three receiver set with Douglas out, those three played like entirely the whole time. Yeah, but when it's two, it's Juju and Parker, and then which, Douglas plays the slot. Yeah, 
And Juju's not an outside receiver. He never was as a rookie. He never yeah. was on his best day. He doesn't get off press man coverage well. That's why he's bounced around the league. So I'll take the Steelers receivers all day yeah, long yeah, against yeah, yeah. that group. 100%. Uh, the offensive line is Trent Brown, mm-hmm. who's hurt. Now, though they were rotating him with Connor McDermott. On his best day, he's a good player. I mean, the, what he showed last yeah. week, he looked like he was really struggling. Uh, you got Cole Strange at left guard. Fine. You got David Andrews at center. Mm-hmm. City Sal at right guard. Mike Onowenu at right tackle. I think it's close, to be honest with you. I mean, Andrews is not a Pro Bowl type guy, but. There's something to be said for an old-school veteran, he solid would, He would center. be playing for the Steelers. Right yeah, 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 yeah. I think Strange is a good young player. I don't know that he's better than either one of the Steelers guards, assuming we're counting Cialmalu. How about Herbig? I saw Herbig from Pro Football Focus. He was one of the guys rated at 90 or above last week. Was he? I, I thought he played quite well. I yeah. focused on him quite a bit. I thought he played quite well. Um, tackles are about a tie. I mean, if we were drafting them, I'd take Dan Moore last, but I might take Broderick Jones first, Yeah, especially going forward, of course. Wenna, who's a good player, he might be better as a guard that's kind of forced into tackle. He's played a lot of different spots. Trent Brown, his current condition isn't great, he's, but, you know. He, oh, he's got to be over 30 at this point. Oh, he's got to be, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's this is his second stint with the, the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, he was a Raider for a while. He's and, made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. He's He's, he's kind of like... Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown. <laughs> Humongous human being. These big, yeah. heavy-footed yeah. mm-hmm. left tackles that people keep giving money to, but they're never good enough to say, oh, we're going to keep this guy long-term. Exactly, exactly. And it's hard to stay in your best tip-top shape when you're that big, too. Yeah, and, and you're you know, dealing you with ankle and step. hand injuries. Mm-hmm. And, it's just yeah. hard on the body. But he's uh, had a good career. Yeah. Uh, at tight end, it is Hunter Henry, Mike Gusecki, and Pharaoh Brown. I know nothing about why they don't like Gusecki at all, but he hardly even sees a field well, anymore. Well, Gusecki and Farrell Brown are both pass catching. They're both pass ends. catchers, but they, they'll play a lot of thirteen. Henry's fine, but I'd rather Fryermuth. Yeah, and I'll take the other two over their other two. I would think if I am if I'm Bill O'Brien, yeah, and I'm coordinating the Patriots' offense going into this game, I want the Steelers to have their base defense on the field. Oh, I agree. Two linebackers. I want both. I want those two. Mm-hmm. Ins- I want your two inside linebackers on the field. Because if you go to nickel or, or dime situations, yeah, now you maybe only have one of those guys on the field. I know he's not great, but they don't have a lot of options. I would feature Hunter Henry more than they have too. I mean, yeah. he's still not a bad player. McBride's a better player than him, but you just saw McBride have a lot of success against yeah. these guys. I would try to get the ball to Henry in the middle of the field, yeah, especially against two two linebackers. I like would try that as well. But if I'm the Steelers, I'm putting Minka Fitzpatrick on Hunter Henry. And if he starts getting yeah. to be the focal point, yeah. So, I mean, kicking this around, and I don't think it works, so I hesitate to even bring it up. But this team is big and physical and wants to run the ball. Would you consider basically two noses, Adams Benton, Ogan Joby and Hayward outside them, with a six-man front and your two edge guys out there and just one linebacker, four defensive backs. You know, like play a 3-4 with a nose instead of an inside linebacker, I basically. Would, I would consider it, especially if they start running the ball effectively because yeah. Elliot You, you just, just don't want them yeah. to run the ball. I would want all their linemen covered up. Mm-hmm. And then, exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, allow Watt and or, and or Highsmith to beat somebody and make, you know, make some plays behind the line mm-hmm. of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the problem with that is dare them to throw the football. You don't want to rush six every play, right? So you're dropping Highsmith or Watt more than you'd like to, but they're okay at it. 
You'd be big and physical. You're begging them to throw. And yeah. they're, they're just struggling so bad to complete passes. That's my thought process on it. And I'd love to have one linebacker on the field. Yeah. No, I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate it at all. Uh, it's Zappi and Mac Jones at quarterback. That's all they've got on the roster. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll, I would assume they'll, they'll bring up Malik Cunningham I would assume so. for this game. In fact, I would be surprised if we didn't see Malik Cunningham behind center. I bet he touches the, I bet he touches the ball. I bet he throws a foot— in fact, that's one of my guarantees. I'm going to get let this out of the cat out of the bag here. Mm-hmm. One of my guarantees for tomorrow in the pregame show is that somebody other than the two starting quarterbacks throws a pass. Ah, in this good game. one. Yeah, I think I would definitely take the over on that. And that's a Belichick thing too. Like Troy Brown used to throw a lot of passes, and yeah, I could definitely see that. Does Does Juju happen to have an arm? Or Zeke, I think, has thrown one or two in his career. Yeah, yeah, and definitely Cunningham's a good so, call. Yeah, wouldn't uh, wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, Real quick on Mac Jones. Yeah. I would love to see him go anywhere, really. Like, I I didn't like him coming out of Bama. I'm sure he would at this point, too. I think he would, too. But, like, (laughs) if he could do the sit-behind-Matthew-Stafford-for-a-year move and maybe rejuvenate his career and be the 20th best quarterback in the league. I mean, right now, he just looks like a shell of himself. Yeah, I'm with you. He's PTSD. Yeah, he's just shell-shocked. Yeah, yeah. Shell-shocked. At running back... Well, no Ramondre Stevenson, so that's Ezekiel mm-hmm. Elliott and Jamichael Hasty. Stevenson I might put ahead of Warren or Harris and would certainly be in the same tier. I really think he's a good player. Those guys, though, are not close. I mean, Zeke's had a great career, may end up in the Hall of Fame someday. Great respect for him. Great teammate. Picks up the blitz, can catch the ball. He just doesn't have juice anymore. Yeah. In fact, I I might even put – it's tough. It's a tough call – Anthony McFarland ahead of Jamichael Hasty. Me too. I was. They're the same to me, basically. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I, I agree with that. Like they wouldn't mind having McFarland right now. No, they wouldn't. Uh, so, uh, so I'll take what the Steelers have right mm-hmm. now there too. Mm-hmm. I t- I'll take the Steelers over with with Trubisky and Rudolph right over now, Zappy over yeah. Zappy and Jones. Me too. If any of them have a solid career as a starter, I'd still bet on Jones. But the version we're Seeing now, and he's not even starting. Yeah, it says enough. Yeah, right. ten, 10 touchdown passes, fourteen interceptions this brutal. year. It's brutal. Yeah, uh, and they they just don't make enough plays to make that many mistakes. No, it'd be different if you were run around, you know, eighty yards rushing in this given yeah. game. Justin Fields, you know, yeah, like right. oh, I can live with that. All right. On the defensive line, uh, Keon White, Devon Godshaw, Guy Lawrence or Lawrence Guy, I should say. He, okay, he's got two. White's not like those guys, though. I mean, we remember White coming out of yeah. Georgia Tech. He would be in an a quote outside linebacker here, but he's like two seventy. He's been really good for that. He mixes into that with Dietrich Wise, Christian mm-hmm. Barmore's in there. I mean, they got a nice they got rotation a up front. So if we just go defensive front, you're taking the Steelers, of right. course. But Barmore to me is. I mean, I would trade Ogunjobi straight up for him. I wouldn't Benton, but because I love him right now, but. Their front's very good. I mean, no one knows who Dietrich Wise is, but he is a very solid Belichick dude. Godshaw and their nose tackle types are hard to move in the run game. They always have those massive, not Will Fork, but the 330-pound DT, not an yeah. NT necessarily, that just let everybody run and, run and hit behind them. Because a big thing they like to do, certainly the last five years, is... They'll have two D tackles that are super heavy, you know, like Sam Adams and Saragusa types, you know, just let Ray Lewis run. And they'll always have a linebacker that's heavy, 
because they loved to live in nickel and even dime back in the day. They just want a lot of safeties and stuff running around, yeah. and that, that, that beef lets them do it. And they uh, rotate a lot. At the linebacker position, it's Anthony Jennings with Joss Uche backing mm-hmm. him up. Uche, he's, he's more of an edge. Yeah, situational pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juwan Bentley. He's played a lot for him, and he's a thumper. Uh, Jelani Taivai. I mean, I'll take those guys over what Steelers are playing with right now. Right now. I mean, Bentley's. Uh, now, if yeah. we're going to consider Watton Highsmith into that group. No, I was calling them the edges and the D-line. But they'll play, but yeah. they're, like, they're playing Mac Wilson on the edge a little bit this year. Mm, okay. It's not really his bag, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're just, they're searching for. They're searching. They don't have a pass rush either. They don't have a true natural. Mm-hmm. Their best pure pass rusher might be Barmore. Yeah, it's definitely Judon, but we were talking off the air. He hasn't played since week four. He's leading the team in sacks with Barmore and I think it's Bentley. They only have four, and he hasn't played since week four. He's still their leading sacker. I mean, he's good. I mean, he he could play for anybody, but it's they miss him. They only average two sacks a game. That's like 28th in the league or something. At cornerback, it's Jonathan Jones, uh, J.C. Jackson. Sean Wade won't play in this game. Mm -hmm. Uh, that means you're probably looking at uh, maybe seeing some Alec Austin out there. He was a free agent this year. Um, and they used then, to have three Joneses. Now I think they're down to one. Down to one. And then the uh, nickelback is Miles Bryant. Okay. So one Jones got himself in trouble. I think he took a gun on a plane or something. <laughs> Not real bright. And then the other Jones I loved was their second-round pick last year. That He's a great returner, slot, little, dynamic and I think he's out. I forget which Jones. He, I get all their Joneses confused. Can't keep up with their Joneses. Um, underreported story, by the way, while we're talking corners. Patrick Peterson's had a much better last five games than yeah. the first five games. I mean, no one, yeah, they're not. They're asking him to do some different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's coming around, and they're playing Wallace a lot less. They're playing Porter a lot more. Porter's better than all their dudes. And yeah. I would take the Steelers' corners. Uh, at safety, it's Kyle Duggar I and, love him. and Jabril Peppers. They've gotten more out of Peppers than any other stop. I mean, everyone remembers him at Michigan and with the Browns and the Giants. Well, he's a Belichick recyclable project that does a lot of stuff. Um, Duggar, to me, is a star. Like, maybe if I could steal anyone off their team, if I could put him next to Minka, ooh, you know, like, yeah. I mean, he's 220 and runs like a deer. He's a really good player. But Minka carries a lot of weight. Carries a lot yeah, I mean, of weight. And KZ's not a slouch. I mean, I still take KZ over Peppers. There's not many safeties I take over Duggar, but Mink is definitely one of them. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's what you're looking at. And then mm-hmm. rookie punter, rookie place kicker. And their kicker's bad. I kicker's know bad. About their bad. Punter, Chad, kicker. Chad Rowland is bad. Bad, bad. They yeah. drafted him in the fourth round. Did they draft the punter? Uh, he was a sixth round, a sixth round pick. Yeah, I they drafted they a lot of pick, and they drafted both. They drafted a punter and a kicker on this roster. On we this just went roster. through the roster. Yeah. Maybe you could have taken a fourth round wide receiver. Yeah. Or any kind. I mean, even Tank a, Dell went in the fourth round. Yeah. I mean, Puka even, Nakua uh, went in the fifth round. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even like a Shane Vereen pass-catching running back. Those guys they don't have one of those either. They don't have yeah. one of those either. Somebody that catches the ball, that makes you miss, that can run. Uh, what's funny to me is we've always talked about DVOA and Belichick and the Ravens are always best in the league in special teams. Well, last year was the anomaly. They were like 32nd. So what's he do? I'm going to go draft my kicker and my punter. Well, they, they're not good. They're worse. They're worse. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like, they didn't fix the problem at all despite trying to. Yeah, so uh, that that's their roster. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not not many household names. There, there typically aren't a lot of household names. I mean, even like in the McGinnis-Vrabel years, yeah. it took them a while to become household Like, I remember names. sitting there and Ray Borges, when I did the, the uh, 
the Hall of Fame vote, and Ray Borges from the from the uh, Boston whatever he was from the Boston market. He's presenting for the for whatever guy they had up. It was Seymour that year. Mm, okay. He said, "Look, right now the 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 Patriots of the early two thousands had like two guys in the Hall of Fame. They're going to get Belichick. They're going to get Brady." Mm-hmm. But there needs to be more. We're looking at some of these other teams out there. This this Tampa Bay team's got five guys in. They won one Super Bowl. Yeah, well, yeah. He says, it's a great argument. So basically what we're saying is that it was Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and a bunch of slappies that won mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's a great argument. I mean, like, what's funny, though, is a lot of borderline guys. You know, like, I thought Seymour should go, and he did. Um I think Will Fork should go. I don't know if he will. It's tough, he's tough for nose tackles. It Gronk really is. will get in, yeah. but he's a later generation than what we're talking about. Ty Law got in. Great, but I didn't think he was a slam dunk. But part of that's the beauty of Belichick is getting the most out of the team. You know, In their heyday, they were really good at it. Like yeah. Adam Vrabel, McGinnis, those guys aren't Hall of Famers to me. No, no I don't think so either. But uh, we're going to get to another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey, Steeler fans. It is Christmas time, and you can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops. They're located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or... If you're outside the area, you can visit shop.steelers.com. And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Right. Tis the season. Tis the season. Everybody yeah. everybody likes a little more Steeler gear for their... Yeah, absolutely. Put that in your stocking. Gotta love that. You could get a Steeler stocking. Steeler stocking, And then yeah. stuff it with Steelers goodies. Just little stuff, and then put big stuff around the tree. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Steeler gear floating around this city. Yeah. Well, uh, this country. A heck of a lot of it. And again, that's we appreciate that from the mm-hmm. from the fans. They're, it's, they're passionate... They are no, it's good stuff. You know, if they don't care, we don't have a show. So, hundred uh, percent. Looking at these uh, numbers here on the on the Patriots, man. Uh, again, looking at the EPA stuff. Mm-hmm. Offensively, the Patriots pass EPA is thirtieth. Yeah, and that's only because the Jets exist, and I bet Carolina Steelers are twenty fourth. Yeah, which you understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rushing EPA, they're twenty fourth. New England. Yeah. They don't break long runs. They don't make. They don't have any big There's plays. No team period. Speed. Yeah, that that hurts for sure. They're pretty consistent at getting yards, from what I gathered, but they're the worst in explosive plays in the whole. League. I think they've got like fifteen plays of twenty or more yards all Something season. Like that. It's last all season. Whatever it is, it's yeah. last. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers are twentieth in rush EPA, which is kind of surprised at, but I think that's it's definitely going the right direction. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. that's from earlier in the season. Uh, Patriots run sixty four point seven percent out of the shot or the shotgun sixty four point seven percent of the times. The Steelers are at sixty seven point eight, so that's pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Not um, unusual. The under center rate isn't all that different. Uh, you yeah. get the Patriots at thirty three point five percent. The Steelers are at twenty six point seven percent. The difference is that the Steelers run out of the pistol formation. Mm. A they have that bit in more. there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, play action. Patriots run 18.8% play actions. 20, mm. That's 26th in the league. That's Steelers, pretty low. Steelers are at 15.1%. That's uh, 31st in the league. But that's moved in the other the I don't know games. what happened last game in that regard. But going into – or coming out of the Bengals game, the Steelers had run 61 play action passes, and nine of them were in that game. So yeah. a big chunk were recently. Yeah. Uh, using motion – 
The Patriots use it 58.5% uh, of the time. That's ninth most in the league. Uh, the Steelers are at 54.7%. That's 14th most. Okay. So both of these teams on the upper end of using motion. Pressure rate allowed. They don't allow, surprisingly enough, don't allow a lot of pressure. 33.8%. Mm. That's eighth best in the league. Steelers are at 35.7%. That's 13th in mm. the league. That's certainly trending the right way, too. Yeah, that, that, that started really way bad. down. Right, okay. I'm kind of surprised, and maybe this is, they, they've, they've got a lot of offensive linemen on their roster. They do, and they drafted like two or three. They picked, then they trade for one or two right yeah, into the right beginning of the year. They two, carried, right. I think, 11 or 12 into the regular season. And one quarterback. And one quarterback. Yeah, they actually put, they exposed <laughs> Zappy to waivers. Yeah, in, yeah, he didn't make the final season. roster for yeah. us. I just want to make sure everybody knew that before kickoff, right? Uh, using six offensive linemen, the Patriots have not done it once this season. Wow. I mean, they are heavy in 13. But that surprises me that they haven't done it once. Yeah, I mean, for yeah. a team that wants to run the football yeah. as much as they do. And they don't good receivers. It's not like yeah. they're keeping Moss and Walker <laughs> off the field. Right. Uh, the Steelers are using it 1.1% of the time. It's that all recently, though. 14th in the league. Yeah, that's yeah. all recently. And we saw Chooks go in and, you know. Uh, Two-plus running backs on the field. Patriots do that 3.1% of the time. Okay. They don't um, have, I mean, like a Landon Roberts used to play some fullback for them. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I don't think they use a fullback nearly as much as they used to. The Steelers are at 1.5% of the time. That's 24th. I said they would have to the be. The league average low. is 10.2. But that's really skewed by the teams that well, there's, use a lot of You either fullback. do it or you don't. Yeah. And it's a, it's, I think it's more coincidence than anything. The Steelers have faced a lot that do. Yeah. So they've seen a lot of, you know, 21. To your point about two tight end, two plus tight ends on the field. The Patriots are at 47.3%. That's second most wow. in the league. That, that's pretty darn high. Yeah. yeah. The Steelers are at 23.8%. That is 19th in the league. I also think that's going up, though, since Fryermuth came back. Yeah. You know, well, and that, part of that guys. was the, you know, not Couldn't having Fryermuth right, available. Right, right, One of the things that... Uh, that's been a Patriot thing for a long time. Yeah. Gronk and Hernandez, and they they, they value tight The problem ends. is their tight ends aren't as good as Gronk no. and Hernandez. I mean, they and, signed Johnny Smith and Henry. Not that they were going to be Gronk and Hernandez, but yeah. they're... I mean, that's, that's what that was the immediate. Oh, they're getting Gronk mm -hmm. and Henry or Gronk mm -hmm. and, and no, it's not what it they're is. trying to. Yeah, I mentioned the uh, team defense. Patriots uh, pa average pass EPA. They are plus point oh two. That is twenty ninth. You're going to be negative in that. Just yeah. a lot like DVOA. The Steelers are minus point one four. That's ninth best in the league. Ninth best pass defense. Wow. Yeah. Interceptions have a lot to do with that. Low completion percentage. Yep, yep. Yeah. Low completion percentage. You win a lot sacks. of downs when the ball's in the air because yep, of that. Yeah. Big plays. Uh, average rush P EPA, the Patriots are minus .20. That leads to Is that league. one? Yeah. yeah. The Steelers are minus .08, which is 14th. Yeah, you'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. Blitz and rate. They, yeah. The Patriots, 34.6% blitz rate. Now, as I mentioned, I believe I mentioned this yesterday, their last five games when they've blitzed, opposing quarterbacks have a 117 passer rating against it. Torture them, yeah. Torture them. So yeah. they're they're doing it. They're coming mm -hmm. seventh most uh, percentage in highest percentage in the league, but it's not being super successful. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. what they kind of have to do to yeah. generate a pass rush. They don't have great individual pass rushers with Judon out, and that's kind of been a Belichick thing too. I mean, he's often had a Revis or a Gilmore, and then brings a house. Yeah, you know? yeah. But one of the issues, I mean, this is more of a historical thing, but it also applies to the Steelers. These teams have been so good that you can't draft. Chase Young and Bosa, right. you know what I mean? Stuck down at the bottom every Right, year. right. And the pass rushers go, <clears throat> and same with offensive tackles. Like, and corners. And corners. They've actually <clears throat> yeah. had to go outside the organization for Revis and Gilmore. Like, you either got to stumble into one, like a Watt or somebody like that that falls late. But those guys go in the top ten, and when you're good, you can't get them. Uh, base defense. 
Patriots run their base defense, whatever that may be. 3-4 or 4-3. Four, four, yeah, yeah, it they, just means they, four defensive backs they, they on more, the field. Yeah, four defensive backs on the field, 27% of the time. The Steelers, Steelers are, are heavy, yeah. 37.2% of the time. Mm-hmm. That's first in the league. Is it first? I know they're very low in nickel. They face so many of those teams yes. that use a fullback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also think some of it is they don't love having two linebackers on the field. Right. I mean, you either have two with the heavy or let's just go to dime. Yeah, you know? so that's basically what's, what's going on here. And it's kind of the same with the Patriots because they're 30th in nickel defense at 43%. The Steelers are 31st at 37.4%. Mm. So both these teams are either heavy or light. Yeah. and Which I have mixed feelings about. Ideally, you'd love to have Fred Warner and Roquan yeah. Smith out there. You don't have to be, but there's not many of them. Dime defense, the Patriots do it 26.6% of the time. That is second highest percentage in the league. Whereas the Steelers are at twenty point five percent, that's fifth highest in the league. Okay, I bet it's not on there, but they also over the last three or four years, I can promise you, are number one in the league in seven defensive backs on the yeah. field. I don't know how much they've done it this year, but that's been. I don't a, think they have the defensive backs to get them to yeah, do it necessarily. But that's something they have done a lot over the last couple of years. Two heavy man teams. Patriots are 39.1% of the time. That is fifth. The Steelers are at 39.7% of the time. That is fourth highest, which means zone coverage. Patriots are 28th at 60.9%. Kind of shows you, Mm -hmm. like, even when they say, well, it's a heavy man team, it's still 60-40. It's still, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's not even 50-50. No. Right, right, right. Uh, Yeah, they're 28th. The Steelers are 29th in that. And then single high safety. Real quick on the man stuff. Deontay's great versus man. Pickens is still better versus man than zone. Patriots don't have man beaters. No. I mean, they they really don't. I mean, they don't have separators. They don't have man beaters. Uh, Single high safety, uh, the Patriots play that 60.3% of the time. That's eighth in the the league. The Steelers are at 63.8% of the time. That's fourth. Yeah. Okay. And it's not always Minka. Yeah. And then the split safety uh, with two high safety, it's 31.8% of the time for the Patriots, which is 30th in the league. And the Steelers are at 33.7% of the time, which yeah. is 27. So you're going to get man, you're going to get single high, you're going to get, you know, you're, it is going to have to be a it's quarterback. Gonna, it's going to look a lot plays. like what, for, for Mitch Trubisky, it's going to look a lot like playing against the Steelers' defense Yeah. in terms of what they're how they're going to deploy things. Mm-hmm. It's an aggressive style. I mean, yeah. these are two defensive head coaches that know what wins in this league, and they... I'm sure he would love to have Porter. That's why he traded back for J.C. Jackson. I mean, they're looking for corners. They've been, they always invest in corners. They're just looking for them now. You know, and What's going to be interesting injured. here is that with uh, the Patriots playing heavier man coverage than most teams, Trubisky's more mobile Good point. than most Good quarterbacks point. out there. It wouldn't surprise me if he runs for 25 or so yards. Yeah, and, and they, even their linebackers aren't – J.O.K., Warner, yeah. you know, like track you down no matter yeah. who you Trubisky's are. He's a good dudes. athlete. He is. He's a good athlete. Maybe even some designed runs. Yeah. So. Here and there. Interesting. See how that goes. We're going to get to another break. That's going to do it for our number one. He is Matt Williamson. I am looking, uh, I am Dale Lolly. <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking for. Uh, but uh, we're looking forward to getting on to our number two here on the drive right after this. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. 